Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor, a certified financial planner, and we are seeing food prices go through the roof. This out of Zero Hedge, it says, world food prices jump most in 18 months. And of course, they're not really dictating the actual food price. They're going by an index that includes a lot of things that people don't usually actually uh, buy. Uh, you know, if you include a bunch of things that are un- are not necessities, types of candy, etc., into the same mix as you know chicken and and bread and 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 milk and stuff like that, then we're not going to get the proper number. But nonetheless, that is what they do. So we could expect it to be worse than what they al- what they always claim it is, just like the average inflation rate. And at the same time, <clears throat> and this pertains to the U.S. as well. But this is out of CTV News in Canada. It says Canada's inflation rate is falling. So why are growth Grocery prices still so expensive. Really silly question. Um, I mean, we're going to go into this and more today, but they're trying to claim that the that Canada's inflation rate tumbled to only 2.8% in June, which is absolutely mind-numbingly absurd. And they're claiming that, um, you know, economists say there were a number of factors driving up food prices in Canada, which were up 9.1% year over year in June, but they expect food inflation to slow over time. I don't buy that, just like I didn't buy that it was that inflation was transitory. 9.1% is extremely low compared to what we saw with some prices of some meats going up 300 400%. But of course, they always manipulate that kind of data. I mean, we're at a point in time where there's so much thefts where you can look at some of the uh, the headlines in the in this article here. It says stores risk losing younger shoppers with anti theft measures targeting self checkout. I mean, we're at a really really idiocratic point in history, and they you know we have Christia Freeland here, the Dep- deputy prime minister of Canada, looking at groceries in a store, which she never usually does because usually people get her groceries for her on taxpayer dime. But she just about a week ago. Um, did a press conference where she claimed that, uh, you know, grocery prices are going down and they're going to continue going down as she stood in front of a bunch of shelves at a grocery store where the owners at the grocery store were instructed by her people that they had to remove the pricing on the groceries in the background. So, I mean, it, it doesn't get... a World stupid. Economic Forum young leader and also mm-hmm. like, wasn't, like her dad, someone who was important in like Klaus Schwab's whole sphere of influence. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and she has been, um, you know, squeezing all the money out of Canada for many years. And I'm we're going to get into the U.S. in a moment for those Americans that are watching, but it, it pertains to the same thing because what we're seeing here is exclu- excuses are absurd. The same old crap you get from mainstream media, extreme weather and climate change. Bank of Canada's overnight interest rates versus inflation rate, geopolitical turmoil, and I like this one, supply chain issues stemming from the pandemic. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that they are trying to get rid of 30% of farms in Canada, just like they're doing in the Netherlands. Labor shortages, yeah. Um, it's not as much that there's not enough jobs. It's that they are wiping out the employment uh, situation by giving people free money and then not including them as unemployed after a certain amount of time. So labor force participation rate. Big grocers dictating food prices. Okay, so it's the big grocery stores and the small grocery stores as well, which they shut down in the lockdowns, that are are the problem here, even though they're trying to keep up with inflation. And they're like, yeah, food prices will probably go down soon. We don't know when, but it'll happen. So this is all absurd. And this is happening at the same time as we see Yellow file for bankruptcy, one of the biggest freight businesses in the United States, 30,000 American jobs lost. So the, the issue with world food prices, it's going to affect every single person. And uh, at the same time, while they're doing this, 
They're also bringing in these climate change policies, bringing in these ration policies in many places around the world. We see people panic buying in the United States in many places for rice after India banned a bunch of the exports. And, you know, we are going to get into why this is, where this inflation is coming from, what it might lead to in this video with Tim, who, of course, is a certified financial planner. So I urge people before we get into this to go and check that bit.ly link in the description to get a free initial consultation from Tim. And of course, it's a free portfolio review. You could go and sign up for a phone call today. I really urge people to do this and get their money you know, under control today before it's too late. And of course, you could also check that link below for heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO. We have uh, organic kits, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, and books on how to get started. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of these products. And again, the one of the greatest currencies that you can have, not in your wallet, but in your hands, is food at the end of the day. You don't want to put food in your wallet. That'd be weird. But uh, nonetheless, we have a bunch of kits available and it, it's going to save you now versus inflation, never mind later when it gets inevitably worse. But anyway, as we were saying, these food prices are going through the roof. And I wanted to go to Tim and ask him a little bit about this because, look, Tim, uh, you know, people talk about the price of gas. They talk about the price of, um, you know, certain kinds of commodities and certain electronics and this or that. Food prices are easily the most important thing here. And of course, the gas prices play into the food price as well. So, can you explain why we're seeing food prices jump so much and why there's so much propaganda out there trying to claim to people that there's no problem, don't worry about it, food prices are going to go down, just relax and wait for your government to fix these problems for you. What do you think? It's not only the food prices, but it's also the quality of the food and I guess the quantity of food. We all know that, I mean, pretty much all the food that we see in the grocery stores is basically poison. If you see something that's mass marketed, has a bunch of fancy labeling on it, even if it says, you know, the word nature in it or it has some other sort of like crunchy granola sort of feel to it, odds are it's probably crap, it's probably poison. You have to go look at all the in different ingredients that are in there. And so they're trying to poison us by the food you see. You know, Bill Gates investing into, you know, like in 2014, investing into like artificial egg companies and that way we don't need chickens anymore. You see them obviously investing into these different bug factories where they're trying to have, uh, I forgot what the, the, the outer shell in them is like cretin or something like that. Yeah. Absolutely terrible for you. And then there's uh, mRNA in your steak. <laughs> and so it's not only about you know whether or not the food is there, it's whether or not it's available. Now, they've been rigging these numbers for years. Uh, they've been rigging these numbers since at least the 80s. I mean, obviously it was done before that because if they can, they will, they are. And so they had a different measure of how they calculated this stuff in the 80s, a different way of how they did this stuff in the 90s, constantly tweaking this stuff. And what they did, at least in the U.S. for the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and I did have a video on this uh, on the site at the time. I'm not sure if Josh posted or not, but we, it was on uh, how they changed the metrics again in January, where essentially they used to have a rolling 24 months. Uh, and so instead of having a rolling 24 months, they decided to only have a rolling 12 months. And so a lot of the uh, massive inflation happened two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so if you can you know, lop that off and then you're only dealing with the last 12 months, then you've got a higher denominator to start with. And so everything else, all things being equal, you would then lower the inflation rate just because they rigged the numbers. Or let's say you used to have uh, steaks, now you're eating hot dogs, they would put in the price of the hot dogs. Or maybe now, uh, you know, some sort of cereal that's also probably poison that used to get that used to be 16 ounces, maybe yeah. now is 14 ounces. And so or maybe now they're chintzing on the ingredients and not to mention all the things that we eat over here and consume here that uh, are actually illegal in a lot of other places or the ingredient list is is different. Now, 
if you want to control a nation, there is a quote from Henry Kissinger, if you control the food, you control a nation. If you control the energy, you control a region. If you control the money, you control the world. And so essentially what they're trying to do is it's all about control. It's like the movie Bugs Life. It's not about the food. It's not about, you know, that. it's about having that one ant stand up because if that one ant stands up, they all stand up and we are the ants right now and they're trying to control us. There is no reason that we really even have to pay taxes if, if the money is just printed up from thin air. And so, you know, ultimately what I've always focused on right now is the money because you always have to, you know, trace things back to the money and it's the fact that our money isn't really even money it's currency that's owned by private bankers we have to borrow into existence and so I don't give a rat's ass about any one of these financial or different political issues if you're not dealing with the fact that we are slaves your kids are slaves your grandchildren are slaves and you might you know take some consternation to that but the best slave is one that doesn't know he's a slave and so we have to pay our interest to private bankers and never had the money to begin with, which is why people like Thomas Jefferson said, if we ever allow private central banks to issue the currency and credit of our nation, first by inflation, then by deflation, we'll end up homeless on the continent of forefathers conquerors. So this is, and they also realize that they, like, even this whole system is based off of John Maynard Keynes, uh, Keynesian economics. And you know, he even had a quote saying, like, not one in a million can detect inflation. Because if they come and they hold a gun to your head and say, hey, Josh, give me half your money, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to object to that. Maybe you can't object when they've got the gun to your head. But if they go and they print up twice as much money and steal it through inflation, the average person that's you know, reading at a fifth grade level, or if you're, I guess if you're at a LeBron James school, you'd be lucky to even get a fifth grade level because I guess apparently not even like one kid uh, has passed like an eighth grade reading test at his entire school. And so you know, the average person that's dumbed down, and we're not talking about you guys. We're not talking about the people, our listeners who are watching this and, and listening to us on various podcasts. The, the average person has no idea what's going on. So if you steal it through inflation, it's much trickier. Then you can blame it on something else and, oh, we'll have an Inflation Reduction Act where we'll just spend a bunch more money, not realizing that it's the fact that we're printing all this money. And so a lot of people loved all their freebies or got with the CARES Act. But you know what? Nothing is free. No such thing as a free lunch. And you know, speaking of free lunch, uh, I mean, what? The average lunch now is probably like 15, 20 bucks just to get some. Crap. Well, and we've seen it moving in that way for a long time. Remember when Michelle, or sorry, Michael Obama, um, several years ago, <laughs> uh, she she was in charge of school lunches, and she said we're we're making it vegetable friendly, and so they call they started calling pizza a vegetable and started giving children crappy pizza as a health a move towards healthier children and stuff i mean it's obviously absurd it's like you're in a prison when you're in in, uh, in a school like not only the fact there's fences everywhere but the food they give you and these plates it's just oh yeah and actually i posted um something on twitter earlier that i'll or x sorry i'll put it up uh, in a moment um where it really explains a lot about what people are feeding their kids it's just absurd i the i don't know why my kids are always six starter pack and it shows the kid ch uh, chugging Coca-Cola, McDonald's, getting a whole bunch of injections and eating a bunch of GMOs. And actually, uh, I think two of those images are from our late great friend, uh, David Dees. But I mean, this is the real reality here. Not only are we destroying the supply chain, not only are we destroying the 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 price of food to the point where we can't afford it and all these businesses are going down and we're monopolizing these giant corporations that are giving people poison for food and then slowly but surely actually those are going down and you know places like mcdonald's are closing all their uh, american offices field offices <clears throat> which means what's a step down from mcdonald's well the fema i guess and and not only is all that happening but we're also uh you know pushing us into a a, a, a place where we could face starvation where we are going to be ending up having to get those rations and having to get that mRNA steak 
that I've been talking about for a while where there's actually studies now coming out on it. And so this is a multi-pronged issue. So it's, if you it's, can even afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Health, money, and, and, and just overall sustainability. And, and, you know, if you get to a point in time where you, no matter how smart you are, you can't access some money in your bank account, and they'll use inflation as a reason to come in with all those policies. And at the same time, you know, you have a CBDC and a social credit, carbon credit, all that kind of stuff. And you can't access food unless you have to go and, and line up. Well, it looks like, again, you're going to be lining up and you're going to be having to go and eat the mRNA food from the, the government that the government's providing. And, and people will say, well, the government's trying to save us. Yeah, from a problem they created in the first place. And it's all a very coordinated attack. And in fact, um, you know, and I'm going to be doing another video on this. Uh, soon. But I mean, we have attacks from China, which of course the US has propped up in the first place. This out of Daily Mail. China's malign tactics to undermine US agriculture and steal trade and military secrets through spy rings on American farmland must be taken seriously, says top Republican. This has been going on for a long time. There's Chinese police in the United States. They have a, hand, a, a stranglehold over education in the United States. What do people think is going to happen? But that's the idea. That's the end goal of all this is to move into a more Chinese-like system. That's the goal for carbon credits and pushing this climate change uh, hysteria. That's a goal of destroying the supply chain and destroying the energy grid. And people and then the government comes in and says, oh, well, the the um, the climate change is destroying the supply chain. So in order to stop it, as John Kerry says, we need to get rid of farms. <laughs> I mean, we are in and He's saying organic farms are the worst. And meanwhile, yeah. uh, you know, Heinz Kerry, I mean, so they're pretty big agricultural and like, all that. Hmm, I wonder if there's a conflict of interest and there. Then, he was also like recently on Capitol Hill and they asked him about his private jet. And he's like, oh, no, I don't own a private jet. And eventually it came out. He's like, oh, well, my wife owns a private jet. And they had to then backtrack out of that. So all these guys are a bunch of hypocrites. But the number one thing they want to control is your mind. If there's one thing that one you know piece of real estate that they want, it's indoctrinating you and propagandizing you. You mentioned the Chinese. Well, you know, the TikTok over in Chinese is promoting, you know, entrepreneurs and scientists and, uh, you know, like mathematics. And over here is, you know, it's focused on, you know, girls twerking and yeah. a whole bunch of other, you know, mindless dribble and crap. And so they want to have a bunch of dumbed down populace and masses. And a lot of people say, oh, well, China really needs us. Well, you know, China at a certain point, uh, they are doing very bad demographically. I mean, it is they're at the apex right now pretty much of their civilization. And so when you know people are back into a corner, that's usually the most dangerous time. And so I think that's why they want to foment some sort of war. That way the Chinese or Xi can be like, oh, well, it wasn't me. They, they, have, they have to have the policies. excuse for it. And, and by the way, China's demographics are terrible. So are the U.S.'s. The point is the U.S. empire is going down, and it will be replaced by the Chinese empire, which is a combination of a whole bunch with bricks and everything. But... It's, this isn't something that I'm, I've ever said is like going to happen for like 30, 40 years plus. It is the end of a global civilization. It's a reset after all. So they are going to win for a while. And by win, I mean uh, be allowed to win. Um, and yeah, then their demographics will catch up with them. They'll collapse too. But the whole purpose of this, in my opinion, is to build a new tower of Babel. It's not about actually, you know... Um, getting control over people that's a temporary aspect of a sacrifice it's building a tower of babel and they're trying to build it to the stars and as we see with the Neuralink and all that kind of stuff everyone will speak the same language that's out of the tower of babel story and then it all comes crashing down and it it ends with vast starvation a thousand years of suffering all that kind of stuff but if you get prepared today you don't have to deal with that and we'll get into that more later there's a lot of solutions out there but the point is 
if you get prepared today, you don't have to worry about the Tower of Babel falling on you as much. You take that road and go around it because all roads lead to Rome. But once you get there, you can keep driving. You don't have to stay there. So you go around it. You keep you keep driving. You start building. You start growing. You start doing the things that make humanity so great in the first place. And then you can win after it all comes crashing down. And that could be, um, you know, we could move into a full Chinese system by like 2027, 2028. Uh, but we could also... Um, see that Chinese civilization collapse by like 2035. It, it's not necessarily a full lifetime situation unless you're like 95. And I apologize if there's any 95 year olds watching us, but we're all part of growing that future together and um, as individuals rather than collectives, but, you know, coming together to do that at the same time. But, you know, Tim, a lot of people are wondering, you know, okay, they'll use the money in my bank account to restrict me from being able to buy certain foods later. The World Economic Forum has already said that. I'd never do that. That'd be yeah, mean. Yeah, and, and to stop you from buying ammo and all this kind of stuff. So in the starvation event, how can people escape a system of CBDCs, carbon credits, social credit, FedNow, WorldCoin, all these things, unified ledgers coming together at the same time to stop people from buying foods if they don't comply, if all their money's in the bank? What can people do if they're working with you to protect that money? Well, that's a big question. Uh, there's lots, certainly lots of things they can do. I mean, one is, you know, if you've got someone that has, you know, a 401k or old IRA, if you're in Canada, I guess that'd be like an RRSP uh, type program over there. There's things you can do within the system to get more diversified. Also, I mean, I did think things were a massive bubble several months ago. And so, and this is not investment advice, and this is getting into something that's a little more tricky, but, you know, I invested into the S&P and also invested into put options. And so the S&P went up way more than the value of the put options. And so essentially, I had downside protection for my clients. But while we're still in this rigged economy, you know, might as well, uh, you know, participate in the rigging up. But, you know, but, you know, a lot of my clients fall into two different camps. It's one, you've got people who are on this in the grid on the system they've worked for you know several different companies they have that old ira or 401k you know that's maybe one set of ways to deal with things and you've got people who've never wanted to be in the system don't want to be in the system and you know for them there might be other ways of you know and strategies to have things like you know bitcoin or crypto on a hardware wallet that can't be right. uh you know hacked or you know stolen uh you know having uh, you know, gold and silver that can't be, you know, taken as easily, uh, you know, because it's tied into some sort of brokerage account or something. And so there are different strokes for different folks. And also, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to being prepared, you mentioned currency and how food is one of the best currency. Well, and even almost as good a currency is knowing how to grow food. So I'd recommend having at least as much sortable food to be able to get you going to the point where you can start growing food. And so maybe, uh, and if you're not doing this stuff now, even if it's like a trial run, you know, you're really going to be in a rude, rude awakening because it's not as easy as, like, oh, I'm just going to take some seeds and just, you know, throw them in the ground and, you know, hope for the best. You've got to, you know, think about different types of predators, different types of soil growing conditions, different, you know, things that might be weather events in your area. Is Which, by the way, is why cold. is a big reason why over at Heaven's Harvest we have books and everything where you can actually learn about a lot of this stuff. And again, you could use code WAM, W-A-M, to get free shipping on much of these products at heavensharvest.com. But I digress. Yeah, no, there's lots of ways you can do it. I mean, there's... Uh, you know, obviously there's like hydroponics if you're in an area that doesn't have lots of water. There's, you know, obviously traditional methods within hydroponics. There's a whole bunch of other methods. And I would advise, you know, trying to, uh, I know I was growing on a tower garden for a while and was able to at least, you know, have the satisfaction of knowing that if, you know, you know what hits the fan, I could do this. You can do it like in a closet. You don't even need to have a big, you know, actual footprint. And this is something 
I did, you know, like six years, six, seven years before, like probably going back to 2010. So it's not like I was doing this so someday I could sling videos talking about why I should go buy different stuff. It's because I thought yeah. that uh, I would actually, actually at the time I was worried about like a bioweapon engineered attack was one of the main things I thought they're going <coughs> to do. And uh, yeah, luckily it wasn't bad enough during the last pandemic to actually need any of that storable food. But, you know, this time you can see that it's at least something that's in the cards. Worst case scenario, 25 years you go and donate it to the Goodwill or, you know, whomever, whatever. Actually, Goodwill is probably like a uh, also like a globalist type thing. But, so I mean, I, I have like – I can't imagine a situation where you're not going to need it because it's 25-year-long storable foods. And in 25 years, we're looking at the collapse of the banking system, uh, inflation heating up, CBDCs, food rations already happening in many places, including the UK and in some parts of the US even, uh, following the rice uh, export ban out of uh, India and the wheat shortage. Uh, we're seeing that solar during hurricanes. by the, the sun. Yeah, solar minimums of hurricanes. And then there's mRNA in people's damn steak. And I mean, it's it's this is a growing issue. And I have a solution coming up very shortly for that that I'm looking forward to bringing to you guys. It's but already in there. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they've been doing it in since 2018 in pork. So a lot of people like people say, well, our body can break it down. Do you know that? Do you, do you know that our body is going to break down mRNA when we eat it? So, I mean, that is that's the issue. There's so many other issues that affect us. And also, I mean, you have John Kerry and Joe Biden signing on to agreements to try and cut down farming dramatically. You have, of course, uh, the Netherlands, the second top agricultural exporter in the world, trying to get rid of 50 percent of farms. They already shut down a huge swath of them. Uh, Ireland is having the same thing. Um, Austria is going after the same issue. Uh, you Ukraine know, was a major breadbasket. Yeah, Russia, Ukraine was one a major one. Fertilizers. China is, and China is cutting down their production hugely right now. And there's, uh, you know, there's flooding and all this kind of stuff. And most of this and is poison. So even though it's cutting down food, I mean, luckily our bodies are very resilient. We're very resilient people and creatures, which is why you know we are able to not succumb to all this stuff. But uh, you know, it, it's just most of almost everything you see is is absolutely weaponized against us. Is poison. It's designed to make you sick. To then go in a pharmaceutical. To then you know have a, a customer for life. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we have a lot of other examples coming out of here right now. And, and on top of that, the whole push for 15 minutes cities all balances on energy, food, and money. And if you have that, a situation such as that coming up on the pipeline, and again, I was in a 15-minute city recently in Oxford, England. I saw it for myself. I saw the cameras with facial recognition. I saw the license plate readers. I saw the bollards in the street stopping people from moving from point B from point A to point B. And then, you know, I was just in Paris uh, before that where I was trying to cover the protests. It never happened because the protest stopped the day I got there, which was my luck. But anyway, I get there. They're they've already banned domestic flights, long-haul domestic flights. They've already... Um, gone after you know driving in the middle of the city, so they're banning people from driving cars in the middle of, of Paris. And you have ULEs and um, and stuff like that, and LTNs in London where it's you're not allowed to, to France for everybody. Over yeah, there. and and you can't drive anywhere without getting fined on your bank account. You have the UN calling for global lockdowns over food and climate change and uh, pandemics and alien invasions, the terrorist attacks. And they took Nigel Farage's uh, in, bank inflation. Account. Yeah, they I mean, took his sort of like the Ron Paul, I guess, of like England. I don't know if that's fair. Well, to say, yeah, to an game. extent, not as good, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. And you have, like, from the Daily Mail of This Is Money, it says one million bank accounts closed in just four years. So when people say, like, I might not need this this storable food, I'm like, well, in 25 years, I can't even imagine a situation where you won't. And, you know, hold me to it in 25 years. If you haven't had any of that storable food, come and punch me in the face because I promise you that if you have this stuff, you will not only be using it in 25 years, I, I would be 
mind-bogglingly shocked if five years go by and you don't use that stuff. And honestly, we're on the, the worst cusp case of things scenario right now. Is you get to punch Josh in the face in 25 yeah. years. You need to clip this out. Somebody remember but, this. Well, and on top of that, with calendar. inflation, where we know where inflation goes, even if those emergencies don't happen, which they will, think about it this way. With inflation, which we know is going to go through the roof in that time, you have saved money on food by tenfold, probably at the least, when we're dealing with, you know, storable food. So, I mean, with something like this, you're already saving money versus inflation. So, come on. I mean, at this point in time, I just don't understand how people could doubt any of this. Better to be overly prepared than underprepared. But the point is, at the end of the day, we want to keep you safe and and you need to take those responsibilities into your own hands because no one is no one can hold your hand through this. And I know a lot of people out there have already gone and done these things and already prepared in their own ways. But uh, also a lot of the a lot of people have only prepared a little bit and it'll last them a week or a month. A lot of people have prepared not at all and they are absolutely screwed and will be dragged can into we, that can great we talk reset like one system. One of the most likely scenarios that the government is going to mess things up even greater is yeah. that they're probably going to do what's known as price fixing or they're going to ban different types of price gouging. And so when you ban uh, the ability to be able to raise the prices, well, then you're just not going to create any incentive. Let's say if you say, okay, you can't sell eggs for less than $6 a carton. Well, if it costs $10 a carton, why am I going to go bust my butt uh, You know, selling eggs at a $4 a carton loss? You're not going to do it. And so when you allow prices to rise, well, then you create more incentive for other people to come to the market. Like if you had... I think uh, 20 years ago, there was a problem with gas in Arizona uh, or some sort of pipeline issue, but then they banned people, yeah. you know, charging, let's say, $5 a gallon back when, you know, gas was maybe like $2 a gallon or $1.50. They banned it coming in from other places. Whereas if you create a big enough incentive to do that, well, then all of a sudden, the, you know, the, the market would work. But, you know, we don't have a free market because half of every equation is basically interest rates and what the price of money is. And with the Federal Reserve coming in and dictating what the price of money is, just like all central banks are around the world, that is a form of a tenant of communism. And so we do not have a free market, even though the free market will get blamed. But I'm predicting that one of the most likely scenarios where you run out of food will be the government price gouging. Or price well, and they're fixing. already doing it. I mean, in Canada, they're already doing it. They're literally already doing it. Canadian, this is out of CBC government-run media in Canada. Canadian shoppers want their slice of $50 million bread price fixing fine. Uh, there's this price fixing at Canada's grocery stores is bigger than just bread. And it's already happening because, well, first of all, a lot of um, there's there's grocery chains themselves that do some price fixing uh, in competition with each other, just like airlines do it with each other. But then there's a government price fixing, which just is more of like a loss that. leader or it might be like the opposite way where they're doing it to bring you in for one thing to hope that you buy 20 other things. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, um, we've we've already seen the push by the World Economic Forum for price fixing. They've called for it many times. And that's just at the end of the day, ca uh, communism versus capitalism, which would be if it wasn't turned into corporate fashion, as we've seen over the last century, real capitalism would be more like a flea market or a garage sale where basically everyone would just competed for the best product for the best price. And you'd shake hands and you'd fig figure it out. There wouldn't be the inflation of, of printing a bunch of currency. There wouldn't be the issue of a bunch of giant monopolies propped up by government by regulation and tax that you would have individual small markets like you see still around the world in many places, even in Italy, where they actually have a lot of rules against um, you know, price fixing and against all this kind of stuff and against bugs and food and all that kind of stuff, you, you will see that every there's like 50,000 freaking pasta and pizza places. Everywhere you go, they're lined up next to each other down the streets of many places in Italy, and you're like, how do they compete? And the well, Italians over there aren't little thing. And the Italians over there aren't fat, and a lot of the Italians over here are incredibly overweight. I mean, oh, I lost weight last time I went to Italy, and I was like, all I was eating is 
pasta and pizza and i'm like because there's i mean and i come from an italian family so i can say that in case there's anyone out there in case chris cuomo fredo is watching this i don't think uh, many italians are gonna be like hey you're you're saying you're saying that we don't get fat huh as they're like they're like dolly's (laughs) on top of the table eating some pasta yeah yeah but i just came back i just came back from canada and i was actually shocked at how expensive everything was over there i mean it was I mean, uh, granted, the dollar was pretty strong, but, you know, I, and like, even like the real estate too, like you're in different rural areas where, you know, it's not some like primetime location and like a regular house is like 600,000, well, it's Canadian, but still, I mean, it's still sort of shocking. I, I think uh, one of the beers I used to drink in college was, uh, I'm trying to think of the name. It was not, it's not a good beer. So it's a cheap beer when you're in college. It was, it, it's you not were, you're talking about the black blue, blue light. That's and disgusting. so I was trying to find this That's gross. and it was taking forever to find it when I was in Canada. And when I did, it was like $44 for, I would think of, what, it was like a 24 pack. For well, 44. And, and also, and this is like remember, a very cheap type of beer. And alcohol prices in Canada are very dependent on taxes because I mean, you could buy, uh, for example, Ontario. Yeah. yeah, you could buy a two six in um, in a, a place like Canada, uh, a bottle of Captain Morgan, for example, and it'll be like fifty dollars in some places. Sometimes where I don't know, it's been years since I actually spent a lot of time in Canada or since I bought alcohol in Canada, but I, I, I know that. But then when you go to a store in the United States, if you're not in California or New York or whatever, you're going to get that same bottle in many places for like $9, $10. And I mean, it's a huge difference. And that's already with a bunch of inflation in the United States. On top of that, we have this huge amount of um, taxing, taxation, um, you know, in Canada. And actually, I I just like first thing I, I found when I went to alcohol prices in Canada was this article that says alcohol prices in Canada will rise soon. Uh, with new tax. And of course, they later changed the um, article headline, but you could still see it on Google. But I, I mean, the point is, yeah, this is a huge issue. And it's not, of course, people will go, yeah, well, it's alcohol. It's, you know, it's bad for you. It's not that it was it's, like, it's every, it was like everything, of, in, everything yeah. in Canada. It was like, yeah. it was like, I was actually shocked at how expensive it is. And I think they also have already had like a quarter million Ukrainians who've already gone over there or something. It's like a huge number. I was very impressed with like all the different beautiful lakes as you're in Ontario and driving north and it's like pretty much uh, like like constantly nonstop seeing a bunch of private oh, lakes. I love so it's beautiful it's, uh, nature anyway. area, beautiful region, and also no wildfire smoke for 15 days when I was up there. <laughs> I didn't see. We I drove over a thousand miles, uh, probably each way up and down. It's all going to uh, New York is karma, I guess. Yeah, somehow I saw zero evidence of smoke the entire time. Although I did talk to some locals and they said it smelled like chemical fire when they did. Uh, when they did smell it. But yeah, just a weird, quick anecdotal story. 15 days, traveled all throughout Ontario. Zero wildfire smoke that I saw the entire time. Yeah, and you know, there's all these stories coming out about Trudeau. Is It doesn't have the money or is cutting down on the money for certain things like uh, uh, cleaning up, um, you know, crime, va- vandalizing, all that kind of stuff, but can, you know, bring in a huge amount of uh, Ukrainians and not just Ukrainians, but people from Syria and then house them on military bases, which, of course, is crazy. And, of course, house Chinese soldiers on military bases. But that's a, I digress. That's a whole other thing. My point is that all these Pretty issues soon he'll probably are married to a guy, but no, who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Have you seen him and his son on Twitter? Um, with no. their Barbie girl. Oh God. You got to, you know, it, we're just kind of going podcast style right now, but I got to I got to show you this. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So if you go to uh, Justin Trudeau's, um, or I love the meme. It's like, you know, millions of Canadians awake this morning to, uh, you know, to the shock that Justin Trudeau had a wife or something. Yeah. You can't see our, cause our faces are in the way on the video, but, uh, it says under him, it says, we're Team Barbie. 
We're team Barbie. I mean, come on. What is going on in this world? When like, look at this guy and, and yeah. look at his forehead. There's what no, happened? And there's, and there's no way they're team Barbie. They're definitely team Ken. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on. There's yeah, I mean, about a zero percent chance. I try to stay. Uh, everyone just commented. This explains so much about you. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna try, try not to say anything about uh, uh, his son, but it's funnier watching, um, you know, Macron's face get placed on him. Um, which He's an actual Rothschild so. agent. So. Yeah, yeah. I assume all of them are though. But, uh, you know, one of the things that was trending was uh, Trudeau's forehead because he has a big cut across his forehead two days after saying he was getting divorced. So, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> anyway, um, my point is this is all converging. All these issues are converging at once, and it's, uh, it's, it's the time to get prepared. And there's many ways you can get prepared. And one of those ways is, well, your, your cup is rather tattered right now, Tim, but uh, the I Liberty lot, We live in Arizona. We drink lots of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, again, we have, um, you know, all the options below, and we want you to check out those solutions. Be self-sustainable. Be more human. When I say be more human, I mean humanity is based in freedom and individualism, and people are, like, offloading their responsibilities to government and corporation. So go and check out those links. We have the bit.ly link for Tim to get that free initial consultation. And people can go that. back to videos that we did in like January and February and March of 2020, early before the pandemic, where I was talking about what I was going to do. And that was basically the winning strategy. And so I don't know yeah. how many other people have that type of compendium of different uh, source information that they're willing to have the guts to be able to put it out. And then not to mention be able to look backwards and see, right. oh, yeah, that was the right call. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've been from calling out this future. stuff for like now at this point, 17 years, which is just mind boggling to me. And all the things that they call me crazy for are coming true. Unfortunately, I wish I was crazy. I'd rather be on a street corner screaming at traffic than actually be right about this stuff because it is an attack, all, all out assault on humanity. So use code WAM, W-A-M over at HeavensHarvest.com. And of course, we have things like this, RNCstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile online. Made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your apricot seeds, laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17. They're very important stuff. And I'll have uh, John Richardson Jr. on uh, the show in the next couple days. And, of course, if you want to help support us and in our documentary. I have to point out that you, you don't actually have to eat the seeds. You can actually have the powder that goes into a shake, and yeah. you can't even taste it. So I'd recommend the powder that goes into a shake. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we I, if you actually have cancer uh, i would recommend the seeds more than the shake only because it, you could just eat them raw and not have any uh, any manipulation of them from you know sugar whatever you might put it in in a shake which it's still going to work it's just like if you're in a life or death situation i definitely urge people to get one of the bitter raw apricot seed bags and of course it, it lasts like 10 years in room temperature so get get those bags now before it is of course um, banned um and if you guys want to help support our documentary on 50 minute cities i went into debt for ten thousand dollars i barely have any money to my name i haven't i could i can't pay rent this month thus far hoping things come to together so i urge you to check that gogetfunding.com link below and thank you to those who've donated four thousand four hundred fifty six dollars in the last several months uh to this uh gogetfunding.com campaign we have patreon and subscribe star as well and a bitcoin address and a, a of course a uh a coin tree link with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please including privacy coins so um there's all that there's teespring for um merchandise and of course we have a newsletter www.imband.com takes two seconds is free with your email um you can find us on uh telegram and uh, you know places like rockfin band.video bitchute odyssey rumble and brighteon at world alternative media 
You can find us on Hive, Steemit, and Vigilante.tv at, at Josh Sigurdsson, and on the Bad Guys TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, Twitter, and Getter at, at World Alt Media. You can find the Liberty Advisor on a whole bunch of different places, including uh, Telegram, the Liberty Advisor official chat. Remember, that's advisor with an O-R at the end. A few people have asked. Uh, they can't find it, whatever. Yeah, or if you just go to the LibertyAdvisorShow.com, it's yeah. all the places where you can find me. So that's probably the easiest is the, Liber the Liberty Advisor Show. And it looks like Josh sometimes is reading down at something, but he's not. He's, there's actually nothing right there. So, you know. Uh, I'm a pro, man. But, hey, you could go and find that LibertyAdvisorShow.com uh, link there. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of stuff, including uh, content that you haven't seen on Wham! as well. So go and check that out. Out. We'll have to add uh, London Real to that too now. Yeah, we'll have to add London Real to that. A uh, shout out to London Real who's been showing our content on their platform lately. Hey, I don't see We Are Change on here anymore. Good job. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, we're on Twitter. No, it was, at it was World on, Alt it was Media. on there. But, it's, okay. it's not on there anymore. Look, look, it's gone. It's gone. Right, right there. Oh, yeah, they changed their stupid logo. Oh, okay. Well, or whoever well, did the site did it. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's another story. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, there's Twitter, World Alt Media, where I'm posting videos natively as well right now. This is a bit overdrawn at this point, so we're gonna uh, finish it off. We're on all the podcast platforms other than Spotify. Uh, but uh, you know, as always, hit that like button, share on social media, hit the notification bell, and hit subscribe if you have not yet already. We look forward to bringing you a whole bunch of uh, new content coming up right away. Stay tuned and. You know, do your best to get on that preparation cycle again. It, you have to. It's better to be overly prepared than underprepared. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. Live freely. Live by example. Always. This is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth. Be the change. <laughs>